0: Welcome to the Road to Tenby podcast, for aspiring triathletes on a journey to the world-renowned Ironman Wales event in Tenby. Here's your host, hoping to inspire you to reach your goals and full
1: potential. He's an Ironman Wales finisher, PGA golf professional, and a proud father, Tom Davis. Hey
2: everyone, welcome to the Road to Tenby podcast. Today, I'm joined by uh, three amazing guests, all from uh, the Tinworks Tri Club. This is the second uh, Tri Club special, and I want to try and do these on a regular basis. And I'd like to introduce uh, Nick, Sarah, and Andy. Welcome to the show. Hello.
3: Hello.
2: Hi. How are you all doing? Can't complain. Can't complain.
0: My phone goes off.
2: Hold yeah. well on, Nick. <laughs> on cue. On cue. <laughs> i right, doing all right, so I can't complain. Good man, so let's start off. Nick, um, give us a bit of a background on uh, kind of the Timworks Tri Club, when it started, uh, how many members you got, uh, what it's all about, and uh, yeah, just give us a bit of a rundown on it.
0: Okay, cool, yeah, so um, we started uh, probably two years ago now, I'd say, Um, and it was just started couple of mates just when it, uh, we were all doing Ironman, I think six of us were doing Ironman and we thought let's start a little group together, WhatsApp group, uh, so we can just put in the group when we're training and then everyone can join on, so we thought of that and all of a sudden we said oh, like it's quite good, uh, everyone training together, good vibe and all that, so we thought oh, we'd might as well just do a, a low key kind of triathlon club um, and my brother at the time, he started a new company called Tinworks Brewing Company. So we're actually sponsored by a brewery, which is uh, not too bad. And all our members get discount off the beers, which is uh, amazing.
1: <laughs> the only reason I joined.
0: <laughs> so no, it's, uh, so that's going well. And yeah, we just started it kind of, a, as I said, a low key where we just can get... People working and training together. If somebody wants to go out on a long run, they put it into the group saying, I'm going on a long run, and people can just join on and things like that. We wanted to uh, do a bit more structured stuff going forward. So, uh, well, just before lockdown, we started renting out the Pembry track uh, and stuff like that. And we've done a few track sessions on the Scarlers Athletics track. Um, Just do a bit of structured stuff as well, just to give a bit more added value to members. Yeah. And again, it's not really expensive to be a, tin, a Tinworks member. I think it's 30 quid for a year. Uh, so if you break that it down, as a like three quid a month or whatever it is, or so £2.80 yeah. a month. So it's, uh, it's not not expensive, but we just wanted to pre- uh, give a little bit back where uh, I'm a level two triathlon coach uh, and Andy uh, is a level two cycling coach with British Cycling. Um, okay. So we got some expertise in the club and we just mm. thought we might as well try and do a little bit more with with it. So next year now, hopefully, when lockdown finishes and all that type of stuff, um, we'll um, kind of get back to a bit of normality where we can hold a bit more structured training as well. Oh, nice. How, how many how many members in the club? I think we have got around about 45 now. Um, okay. So yeah, we peaked last year, we had 50 and we had a couple of people leave. Um, so yeah, 45. So it's not too bad. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people we don't see, because I, cause I think they just want to uh, ride in our kit. Because I know Swansea, Vale, Triathlon Club are on. <laughs> they did say they got the nicest kit, but <laughs> rivals, um, cause we have got a nice kit as well.
2: well. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you i'll leave you guys battle that one after i'm not going to get involved in that um so you know like from a tri club perspective is there like a certain type of triathlete that you are attracting or are you attracting kind of triathletes with, with all different levels and experiences yeah i think there's uh, uh all different levels and experiences to be honest i think if the the
0: uh, really good ones <laughs> who, are, who are aiming for, you know, uh, really get a good time and all that type of stuff. They can join and just become a social kind of thing. But if you want to get, uh, if you want to become a quicker triathlete and stuff, I would recommend you just do that on your own kind of thing. Uh, Tinworks is more of a kind of, like I said, a social club where you can just jump on weekend rides and stuff. There's We haven't got really structured training that you can come and do um but yeah it's it's just about um training with mates Uh,
2: that's
0: what i want to that's what i want to promote anyway
2: and is is that kind of like what you want to do long term as well is kind of keep keep it that way where you know it's not necessarily a place where triathletes can go and you know qualify for corner but it it, it's somewhere where if you want to you know join into a whatsapp group when you want some company when you're training and um you know just just enjoy the social side of the sport as well is that kind of what you want to promote more
0: yeah i think i think to be fair that's i think that's what it's all about i think yeah. um triathlon some people take it really serious yeah. and sometimes you can get stuck in that route because it is a very selfish sport yeah. and a very individual sport um, from me, my background's rugby. I've always played rugby and you come from a team sport into triathlon. And that's why I wanted to start this club because it is a very kind of individual and lonely sport, sport. Mm. Uh, especially with lockdown now. Like we haven't been able to get out and stuff. And we started doing a few Zoom uh, training sessions. And Tom, I know I've jumped on with you a couple of times on training
2: road group sessions. Yeah. Because
0: um, I think that's what it's all about because yeah. you can't take it serious all the time. You've got to yeah. have a bit of
2: yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. So when did your triathlon journey start, Nick? Sarah and Andy, by the way, I'm not ignoring you. We'll, we'll come on to you guys in a second.
1: It's Sarah. fine. If we know Nick likes to talk. It's fine.
2: <laughs> Sarah's enjoying a pizza anyway.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so where, where did your triathlon journey start, Nick?
0: Uh, well basically um, as I said uh, my background is rugby so I um, played rugby for years and years and years I was a player coach at the end of it as well so I did eight years player coaching and uh, I was just falling apart at the seams um, I broke an ankle so I got a pin I got six pins and a plate in one leg I snapped my Achilles on my other leg just like get my elbow and all that type of stuff. so I w- wasn't holding up the best um, so I had a bit of break from uh, sport but I'm a quite a competitive kind of guy and if I don't train I'll be 20 stone as well because I eat a lot um so I decided to get into um a bit of sport and I c- kind of got a bike when I was playing rugby so I enjoyed the bike aspect of it and then I a few of my mates started doing triathlon so I decided where's i have a look so I think a bit like you Tom I went down to 10 to watch Ironman yeah and, uh, I just caught the bug I was like oh my god I gotta do this yeah um, so I signed up to man literally after going to see it i would yeah. never done triathlon before, so I was like, oh shit, what do I do now? <laughs> um, so I just started training, and my first ever triathlon was in Carmarthen, yeah uh, which is uh, a pool-based triathlon. So it's like a 400-metre swim, then a bike, and then a short run, so a sprint distance. Um, so that was my first kind of thing, and I remember my first... Five k run, I think I did after playing rugby was like thirty two minutes, yeah. so um you know my fitness was terrible and stuff, but this I my goals <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: good. it's
2: good it's good to see that you've improved your five k time by a minute anyway, Nick. <laughs> So
0: yeah, that's that's basically where it all started, just wanted to get into it and yeah, uh, probably not the best route into triathlon where I just signed up to Ironman first of all and worked my way up from there, Uh, but I did it and yeah, I got through it. So yeah. Nice.
2: Nice. Andy, what about you?
1: Um, So my background is basically cycling, Um, cycled for years, done loads of cycling events over like Belgium, France, Italy. And then I just got to a stage where I was like, I need something different to do. I need to, like a challenge, like going to France and doing all these Alps after a while. You, you don't want to climb any more mountains. So, like, I thought, ah, oh, you know, what's on my doorstep? So, I thought, oh, I'll sign up for a uh, 10 B Ironman. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a baptism of fire, mind for a year, <laughs> learning to swim and running. But yeah, it's, it was really good, actually. It's like of oh, all the events I've ever done. I, I don't think you'll get a better one like yeah. I've done so many like in France Belgium and all this and like it's not there's nothing that compares which is amazing because it's on our doorstep as well yeah um, but yeah it's yeah my like I'm just like for so many years I just thought I'd do something stupid I got like a kind of a motto, like one and done like I'll do one event and I'll probably never do it again yeah so I don't know. I don't know if I'll do Ironman again. You know. <laughs> we we'll, <we'll>, we'll
2: see. <laughs> so, you, so you're not signed up for uh, well for th- this year and next year. <laughs> no,
1: no. I, I was going to give it a miss anyway, but what I've done instead, I've signed up for the um, Alpe d'Huez triathlon next year. Ah, nice. So, so it, it takes me back to France for a bit. One of my best mates has uh, signed up with me as well, and he hasn't done any triathlon before, so he's going to have <laughs> all the nerves that I had. Um, but yeah, I just like I just wanted to, every year I like to do something brand new and different. And like, Iron Man for me was like probably one of the best things I've ever done. I would say, yeah, like just the whole day and the whole weekend is amazing. So yeah.
2: And where but, yeah. Where, where do you live, Andy?
1: Um, I'm in Swansea, so yeah. I'm okay. a, across the bridge from uh, Tinworks. But like for me, like I well one of my um oh Nathan Phillips basically yeah. um. I used to, well, I work with him, and he said, "Oh, come along!" And uh, we got triathlon club started and what have you. And to be honest, it's been great. Like there's in Swansea, you get it's more like I think cycling clubs. Yeah. Um, I was a cycling club member for years, and then I thought I need to join some kind of like club. And as soon as I got like you guys, it was a nice kit as well as always a sales selling point. But uh, <laughs> come on,
2: I'm yeah, later.
1: <laughs> and the discounted beer as well. That's
2: the best thing ever. <laughs> do, do you know what, right? I was actually saying to to Ember the other day, I I think I must be the only member of Tinworks who's never tried a Tinworks beer.
1: That's terrible. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know.
2: I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's another, if there's another person in the group that's never had a Tinworks beer, but I, I literally have never had a Tinworks beer. Well we've got to change it, haven't we? I, I, I don't know. I don't know.
3: I think after Iron Man last year I had it on drip.
2: Anyway, <laughs> so by the by the sounds of it, you know, with our conversations before we went live, it sounds like you had it on drip before the event. <laughs> yeah
3: didn't take it too serious
2: <laughs> but that's that's the way you know that's the way and I, I've, I've left you to last year sir because i've seen you eating your pizzas eating your kebabs and everything else you got <laughs>
3: no, right, I just
2: uh, left you to it. But give give all the listeners a bit of a, a bit of a background on you and your triathlon history and why you got into the sport
3: yeah okay so um i'm in the military i've been in the army now for 23 years um and i was always a bit of a cross-country runner but nothing else and it was my fortieth birthday last year, so um, my family were all planning what we were going to do. Nobody was actually asking me, um, and I said I was going to do an Ironman, and they laughed so hard that I decided I was definitely doing an Ironman. Just do <laughs> wrong. Um, but at that point, I'd never ridden a bike. I hadn't clipped in. I, you know, I couldn't swim. I could only breaststroke and not get your hair wet in the pool. <laughs> so um, I signed up for it, and then. I my first triathlon then was Mumbles. Uh yeah. middle distance, which I hadn't really researched the distances. <laughs> yeah, that that will do. Um and I think it's because it started first and I just wanted to be in and out. I didn't yeah. really look at the distance. Um I unfortunately had a DNF on that because there was a bit of a landslide on the day and I just missed the third bike cut off because I was like Miss Daisy out on mm-hmm. out on fairwood common um so anyway when I got back in there was about 40 of us disqualified um and I just decided well I'm here now and I did the half marathon anyway um yeah so I just you know and and I did I did enjoy it even though I did breaststroke for the whole of the swim and I was last out of the water with I think I had three minutes to spare um (laughs) So I had to teach myself then from the January to September last year, I, I had to learn front crawl. Um, so, wow. and I'm one of these that I don't, I don't like tuition. I just want to go off on my own and, and have a little practice and make all my mistakes by myself. Yeah. But that's yeah. what was good then about joining the Timworks is that I joined for the social so that I was committed to going out on a Saturday. Um, and then When you make friends with them all and you see you know people there were certain ones with strengths and weaknesses that were similar to mine and i could sort of say to them can i meet you down at the docks and go for a swim because i wasn't embarrassed in front of you know that said person or and there was others that were good on the bike and um so the teamwork sort of gave me confidence over technique if you like yeah um even though i was the only girl for a long time (laughs) um, it, uh, but that was never, never a challenge. I remember the first time I cycled with them I, and it was like the sizzler route. It was, a, it was a big cycle. Um, <laughs> and I'd only been clipped in for, I think it was about a week. And, um, so we were going up um, Pontiac Hill, and um, one of the boys turned around and said, um, have they got your phone number? Um, and I said, Pardon? And he said, "Have they got your number? In, you know, in case you need to ring us." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God! Right, I am not leaving him." He was joking, you know. It was all tongue in cheek. <laughs> like, right, I am staying on his back tire all the way up. Nearly killed me, mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but um, no, it was just they were a great bunch, and which I knew way before Iron Man. But when you get to Tembe and the support I had from, especially the Ten Works, on the day it was just absolutely second to none. It was incredible. Um so, and I'm still watching the videos back. Uh,
2: so like for, for context for everyone who's listening here, you went from a DNF in Mumbles the year before Iron which was last year you competed, right? 2019. Yes yeah, so
3: I had a DNF September eighteen. And then I had sorry I had two DNFs and then I had a DNF <laughs> In uh, Fishguard, so I'm not sure which month Fishguard is. I think it's like May or June time. Okay. Um, so that was injury though. So I, I I was fighting in knee injury all of last year, um, and it, when I came off the bike at Fishguard, I noticed some swelling to my knee. So I just didn't want to risk
1: jeopardising
3: yeah. an Ironman. So yeah. I, I pulled out with the run. Yeah, so two DNFs and then the Ironman. <laughs>
2: And for, for everyone who's listening, you finished the man.
3: Oh my gosh, yeah. It was late at night.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there
3: wasn't many of us still out there. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I did. It was, a, it was a grueling, grueling day. Not one I'd ever do again.
2: <laughs> do, you, do you think, like, looking back on that whole process, that that DNF in Mumbles was a good thing?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, because I had... I've gone through my whole career of winging it, <laughs> you know, just any sort of arduous physical activities. I've just gone, do you know what? Just stick your head down and get on with it. Yeah. I realized uh, on the, um, the mumbles one in particular that I just totally underestimated what triathlon was, the distances. Um, can I say loneliness, you know, when you're out on the bike and, yeah. and it's quite a shift and, yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. (laughs) What what am I doing? And, you know, there's all these people zooming past me. And I'm thinking, I'm sure I've seen that guy, like, two or three times now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I underestimated triathlon at that point. Um, And I think it was from there I realised quickly I needed a club.
2: Yeah. So... It's uh, I've, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I've, I've got a good friend. He's not he's not a member of um, of Tinworks, He's not a member of any tri club, actually. And uh, during uh, the kind of build up to the Ironman in 2018, we done the Staffordshire 70.3. So I, I had trained, I would say, from September to the I think it's in June. I think it's in June to the June. And I wouldn't say I've taken it really seriously, but I like to get into stuff, you know, and I like to understand it and I like to know all the data. Um, so I've gone there and I feel like I've prepared quite well. And we've gone up for a, a practice swim the day before. And um, I'm putting my wetsuit on and my mate's standing next to me and he's putting his wetsuit on. He's asking me some really dubious questions about the wetsuit. And I'm looking at I'm thinking, something's not right here. So we, we get in the water and... Uh, He's, he's literally never, ever put a wetsuit on and never done open water swimming before um, the, 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 day, the day before 70.3. and He's like, oh, it's all right. You know, I've been I've been doing 1500 meters in the pool. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Because
3: <laughs> he's swimming with the white cotton gloves on?
2: <laughs> um, but but he, he he didn't finish the swim in the 70.3. He missed, he missed the cutoff. And similar to what you were saying there, right, it's the best thing that ever happened to him because he had, he had so much to improve then because he was doing the Ironman in 2018 and, you know, there was probably three months to go or whatever it was. And, um, you know, he went around and he, 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 he got through a fine and, and finished, finished the event. So I think sometimes, you know, you can, you can have a, what looks like on the surface like a failure uh, in yeah. an event, but it actually works out to be probably the, the best thing.
1: Yeah, I had, I, had, I had, Sorry, I had a similar thing and um, I did uh, Cotswolds half in July last year mm. and it was a lake swim but it was the first kind of like full, like half Ironman distance one and I kid you not, I got about 400 meters into the swim and I had the biggest panic attack ever. Don't know mm. why, I was breathing everywhere, I had to hold onto a kayak. The woman in the kayak was lovely she was like just breathe, just relax, let him go past and do you know like as soon as I like, was like chilled out, got my breath back and went. Like I kinda knew then, right, that's never gonna happen again because I'm yeah. prepared for it. But yeah. so, like little things like that, like even though they're really bad on a day, like that's all I could think about for the rest of the day it was like, I've lost like ten minutes, what have you. Mm. Looking back into it, it was amazing because when I got to the I man swim, I had people swimming over me, but I just didn't care because I was like, You'll get through this, you've done it. Yeah. You've had yeah. no way you know how to deal with it. Yeah. So like I don't want anyone to ever have a panic attack in a water. <laughs> but sometimes like if you're in that situation and you think right i just all i need to do is chill out and relax you're going to get through it so like i think that like mm. similar process like it's kind of good that it happened because i would have gone as what well happened if i i would probably be floating down somewhere in b at the moment if i had a panic <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
2: quite it's quite interesting though isn't it because i think i think a lot of people who like do triathlons they start in a very similar place to kind of like what it sounds like me andy and sarah have started i don't know about you nick about your swimming background but you swim like a fish so i'm assuming <laughs> i assume that you've got a, a some form of swimming background oh none at all so. ah, well well that, that just makes me not like you even more. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just quite lucky I, I suppose so yeah but but i mean it is quite interesting where like a lot of triathletes seem to start at like zero and, you know, they sign up for this big, massive thing and swimming 3,800 meters in open water with two and a half thousand people around you is not, it's is, is not kind of like small thing, is it? You know, it's, it's, it's quite a big, a big thing. And um, yeah, I just, I just think that for anybody who's ever concerned about doing the swim, like they, they shouldn't be, you know, yeah. they, they really shouldn't be because anybody can do it. I mean, there's there's different kind of psychologies to it, and I don't know whether you've listened to the podcast uh, with Craig Burrows. He, I think, he had ten hours seventeen in Ironman last year, Um, but then one hour ten in the swim. And um, I was chatting to him about it, and he really doesn't like kind of like the contact, you know, in in the start of the swim. And um, you know, he's literally a couple of minutes away from corner, but does an hour and ten in the water, you know. And it's just quite interesting listening to everyone's different experiences with the swim side of things.
1: The, the I, thing, sorry. Um, I was, sorry. Enough, the thing I clicked on about the swim in a couple of months before I Man was that I need to chill out because I can get the time back on the bike and the run. I've got yeah. more time to do it. Like, I was yeah. panicking that I was going to be, like, you know, one of the last out of the water. But in hindsight, I probably only, you know, I got, I did a 126, which is not fast, but for me, I got out, I, I was chuffed. Like, I was mm-hmm. so... But like, I, I knew I could get some time back. I had a longer time period to get time back on the bike mm-hmm. and, the, and the run. So it's quite crazy that like, I focus so, probably focus too much on the swim, like learning yeah. the swim and, and it t- it, like, all I could think about is a swim. Whereas yeah. if I was doing another one, I'd be like, right, I know I can get on the swim, let's get some gains on the bike and the run. Yeah. So it's just like, it's weird. though like, I find with loads of triathletes and stuff is that we, we focus on the swim, maybe because it's the most technical. Yeah, and then when you actually get to it it's actually the shortest part of the triathlon so yeah it's weird though it's, it's weird I, th- I
2: think i think though just to add on that it's kind of like for, for me anyway like i worked hard the same as you did on on the swim in that first year because I, like for, for me because i'd gone from literally not even being able to do one length uh in the pool without stopping like my my mindset was you know i don't want to fail at the first hurdle yeah. you know i'd and and that, that was such a big fear for me that it kind of made me train more and go and have lots of lessons and go to the squads. And, um, I mean, it was, it was a brilliant thing in the end because I actually had a good swim, but, um, but yeah, you, you, you're right. You kind of, I I, I don't think, I think for next year anyway, I'm I'm not going to focus as much on the swim. Um, you can overthink
3: it, can't you? you Definitely. Can, um, and on long course, the, um, when I got out of after the first lap I ran down the the finishing chute with all the pros <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I quickly realized oh my god I'm not meant to be here <laughs> <And> I quickly, <laughs> quickly run back up <laughs> back up the chute and, and where I should have been so I think my, by the time Ironman came round, I had that in my forefront do not get out of the water with pros <laughs> <You Okay. know? laughs> and um so, but and, uh, what I found, and Andy did the same one as me, is the, the Tembe water was so lovely. I was actually enjoying the swim. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. In comparison to Long course, where I was just absolutely savage by jellyfish. Mm. You know, come September, it was completely clear and it was an enjoyable swim.
2: Yeah. I did it, my
3: goggles kicked off my face. Nice.
2: <laughs> um,
3: but it was right near the end, so I just left yeah. them and finished. But, um, <laughs> Um, what,
2: what was your swim time, sir?
3: Do you know? Oh, I had it written down somewhere. It's it was either one thirty two or one thirty six. It okay. was around around there.
2: So well, well within the cutoff time, um, considering like you've you know you've literally done breaststroke in your first triathlon and yeah. you know come last out of the water. That's a, that's a hell of a element. Yeah, chance. I was I
3: was thrilled because I think I did one fifty something on long course. Hmm. I managed to shave off twenty minutes, then 20 and,
2: minutes.
3: <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah but some of that was spent on the finishing shoot
2: <laughs> do you, do, you, do you think do you think that twenty minutes has got anything to do with your um race uh you know your pre race meal the night before <laughs>
3: <laughs> Corona a bottle of corona with no lemon <laughs> um, and, and, and a fig, it? <laughs> kind of fag like no other athlete in tenby but you know what i was hid on on north beach like a 15 year old girl in case someone saw me with an iron man band on Um, but nerves nerves had just totally got to me i felt out of my depth and i checked my bike in i saw the shape of everyone in transition and, and and i was just like uh, what am I doing here I'm a 40 year old mother of three <laughs> uh, who was drinking corona and, <laughs> and having a bag for nerves and I just felt like I just shouldn't be there um, and that was even up until you know the start point and I think once they sang the national anthem and then you have a bit of thunderstruck uh, everything changed I was an athlete and I was going for it <laughs> yeah,
2: good for you good for you
0: just uh, just what Andy was saying, and I think Tom, you mentioned as well, about the the swim and stuff. Uh, obviously, I did. I, man, when did we do it, Tom?
2: Twenty eighteen. Two thousand
0: eighteen. Yeah. I learned hell of a lot. Like I was, because um, I haven't got any swimming background, so my first swim in the pool was like twenty five meters stop. 25 meters for a while. Then I went to Masters, so the um, FAST is called in llanelli Leisure Centre. I went there, and basically I was in lane one that like I, you could, I could not swim. But what I found was swimming, it's all about technique. Mm. If you can get that technique nailed, I don't think, well, personally, I, I don't have to do the distance, because yeah. I know you can, you can swim quite easy. Um, and this year when I was training, because I was supposed to do it this year, but obviously it was cancelled, and I just thought to myself, I can swim okay, so I'm just going to literally do one swim a week, and right. I'm going to focus on the bike and the run because that's where you're going to make up your time. So,
2: yeah, nice. And what, what you know, like your experience from 2018, Nick, how did how did your Ironman go?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, like Sarah and Andy brought you a lot of nerves at the start. Like, uh, like it didn't when it, when you're actually there, it hits you when you see. I don't know how many athletes, 3,000 athletes or whatever, yeah. just waiting to go down the ramp and think, oh my God. Um, and, <laughs> well, it was a bit funny. I got a story about one of the members in Tindworth, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I went to a transition with him in the morning, racking, making sure the bikes are all set up and stuff like that. And uh, Reese's name is, uh, you won't mind me saying what you're saying in the story, but we basically got into a transition. And... Um, we noticed something about his bike uh, and he had a nice TT bike with a disc on the back. And uh, it was a bit windy the night before. And we noticed something was a bit wrong with his bike. So we looked, look, in the middle of the night, the wind blew his bike off the uh, off the rack and snapped his derailleur off his bike. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, and he was like, oh, my God, what do I do now? What do I do now? So he took it to the mechanics and the mechanic had, it, had his bike. And he was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And he goes don't worry, don't worry, go down and do your swim. I'll have it done by the time you come back. So he's like, what do I do? So me and him were just walking down to the beach and he's like, oh, is my bike going to be ready? So that was quite a, yeah, to take my mind off it, that was quite good. <laughs>
3: wow, <laughs> could you imagine swimming, not knowing if you were know, even swimming for anything? Yeah,
2: it was quite funny that. But it's like, you, it's, it's amazing there, uh, like, like how many, like, you know, we, we all do the same event, it's in the same place. But yet, everyone has like a completely different experience, you know. And and I'm sure, I'm sure if you do it ten times, you'll have ten different experiences. But um, but yeah, that's that's a hell of a story, a hell of a start. So he he must have come back in the transition, then after the swim, still not knowing if his bike was okay. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know until he saw it back on the rack. So it was
2: quite funny.
0: Um, and yeah, uh, because I got out in front of the swim uh, on him and he caught me up on the bike and I said oh you made it on the bike again and we had a bit of a chat and we had a bit of a telling off him from the judge he said you can't talk boys <laughs> <laughs> so um, no it was quite funny but uh, going back to my experience yeah, walking down to that thing and I wanted to get down on the beach quite into an early slot because uh, they in Tembi they, um, they have you line up with yeah. the type you swim and I uh, i ended up being like 130. Um, but I wanted to have a one, 105 swim, um, so I was way back. Got in the water, everyone crumbling all over you, would just swimming. And I just did my thing and just swam, swam, swam. Um, looked at my watch on the first lap and I did like 28 minutes, so I was like, Oh, okay, I'm decent here, so I did it again. Uh, Ended up having like a one, I think 102 or 103 swim, so it was a decent swim, Um, but when I did the zigzags, um, went to pick my pink bag up and couldn't find it, couldn't find it at
3: all,
0: nobody would moved it. So uh, I had my trainers in there obviously to run to T1 and a bit of water to get the sand off and all this type of stuff. And I couldn't find my bag. Uh, so I was about for three, four minutes wasted just trying to find my bag because somebody had moved it, found it in the end. Somebody moved it like 20 pegs up uh, from where I actually put it. Um, then got into t- uh, transition, took my time there. Got on the bike, did an OK bike. I think it's 6.40 or something like that. It was bike. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then got on the run and did a run. And um, I've never done a marathon before. So that was my longest run ever. Uh, the first time in Ironman. And it was like a four four hours, 35 minutes or something. So it wasn't yeah. a big time. Overall, 13 hours and 21 seconds, which ha- haunts yeah. me to this day. Just uh, that 21 seconds. Uh, is it because
3: you kissed your wife? Yeah, I kissed
0: <laughs> my wife on, the, yeah, on the finishing straight. About so um, yeah, that haunts me to this day, 21 seconds, but I'll make it up again one day. Um, but the biggest thing I will say uh, that I didn't even really contemplate when I was training is nutrition um because I had a bit of an accident uh leading up to Ironman where I went on a brick run about a week or a week and a half before um the Ironman uh, uh Ironman actually race and I decided to take a carb drink with me and I have not really taken this carb drink so I took it and on the brick run I decided I needed a go for a you know <laughs> I need to grab a shit basically <laughs> on the run, on that said the living in loves to me I think if, if this happens on Ironman what am I going to do so basically for the whole uh bike I just drank water I didn't take anything else just drank water for the whole bike and I was eating these uh like uh, ham and jam bagels yeah which and they turned to me in the end um so yeah my nutrition was absolute pants for Ironman so was
2: <laughs> so was it was it that little episode that kind of um like just threw threw things out of the water yeah. for you or, or yeah. was it or was it kind of had you not prepared before that anyway
0: yeah a bit of both to be fair uh mm. i i because i didn't really even consider it i was more concentrating on the swim the bike and the run i didn't even yeah. think because i know people say no, oh, you need to practice what you eat and stuff and i was practicing eating the bagels which are fine but i never Drunk any carb drink or anything? I was just drinking yeah. water on, on my run, on my runs, and my rides, uh, uh, and then that happened the week before, and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh my
3: god! Literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, it just scared, scared scared me. So I was like, I'm not risking it, and I am race So I just drank water, but. Thankfully, I've learned from that, and like I've been practicing with uh, tailwind
2: yeah.
0: um, carb drink, and that. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe how good it is. Um uh,
3: yeah. changes,
2: is no. Nice. And what 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 kind of what what effects have you seen from using that carb drink, Nick? Just a little oh,
0: interest. Hell of a difference. Um, like I've I've been in a lot. I would probably talk about it later, but Andy put me on to train the road and stuff, which has got my cycling up really good. Uh, but I did a ride, a ride in because I was full furloughed, obviously, with lockdown and stuff. So I was going on uh, a few rides and I did uh, a long ride with you, Andy, didn't I? Uh, uh, we did 100 miles up the Bulk, the Goss, the Blacks. So was a, that was a tough ride. And I had my tailwind there and I felt absolutely fine on it. Uh, no problem at all. And then I did a ride on my own, at, like two weeks later. Then I ran out of tailwind. I didn't have any. Uh, and I really, really, really struggled on that ride. Yeah. So it makes a hell of a difference. You just... Yeah. You don't even know that you just got energy
3: all the time. Yeah. If that yeah. ever happens again, Nick, give me a call. I keep forgetting to switch off my subscribe and save. So there's about <laughs> twenty bags here.
2: <laughs> 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 I've never tried Tailwind. Everyone says uh, it's I'm really not... good. Yeah. Yeah, I might. Uh, I might give it a bash.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Andy, what what was your race like uh, last
1: year? Um, so leading up to uh, about two months out, I did my IT band. So. It was a bit of a scare up towards the start. Um, I couldn't cycle. I could run and I could swim fine, but I couldn't cycle, which was my strength. Um, so I was putting like, shitting myself all the way up to it thinking, oh, it's going to go. It's going to go. But luckily, I found this magical band of Amazon, which is crazy. It just puts pressure in the IT band. So I put that on and uh, it saved me. But um, yeah, the, the swim was fine. I, I had a good long course swim, which settled all my nerves yeah i knew as soon as i did that i thought i i, I can do it i can do the iron man day um so yeah like i said before the swim was right 126 just chilled out as much as i could tried to take it in the atmosphere mm. um you know like you know when you come in on that last lap and you can see like everyone's still out there watching and things and then running up the ramp on my girlfriend just being absolutely astonished that i was still alive that was funny <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah and then the bike and i absolutely loved it. like guess my strength um I, I kind of, in hindsight, I wish I gave it a bit more because I knew I could have easily made a lot more time, but I was a bit conscious I had a marathon to run. Yeah. Um, but like like Sarah mentioned earlier, the support was unbelievable. Like the Tinworks crew on the top. I got a video of me going up and everyone going mental. It was like a total <laughs> fun. Um, and yeah, so the bike was fine. I really enjoyed the bike. Um, came out of it, didn't have my leg held up all the way. And then I think as much as I... I'm not a bad runner but I underestimated the run so badly like that hill going up the start jeez that was like yeah. it, it, every lap just broke me a bit more and a bit more And by the fourth lap I was down to a slow walk and luckily I saw one of my friends on the route and he just literally said listen mate you've got to man up a bit yeah <laughs> you know you've got to. Be different. <laughs> um, so yeah I think the bike I think I did like 6.20 yard and then the run was like 4.45 so I came over I think over like thirteen oh six, which I was chuffed about. Like, yeah, like I would have loved to gone under thirteen. Like, I want my aim in back of my head was always get as close as you can to twelve. But I think on the first one, I was just glad to finish, to be honest, yeah. and take the whole day in. And you know, it's it's a hard, hard day. Like, you can't, no matter how much you train for it, it that run just wrecked me to a, like a <laughs> level that I just thought. This is not good. And, like, literally, as soon as I finished, I got back to my room. I just passed out. I was gone. Nobody could wake me up. I was out cold. <laughs> you know, well,
2: right? leading up to 2018, when me and Nick done it, I, I had never done a recce of the run course. Yeah, I was so, exactly the same. Yeah, so that, that, that first lap, and I was like, are we really going up here? This can't be right. You know, and it just keeps on going and going and going and going. And, there. and like, every lap, it yeah. seems like it gets, like, a mile longer, that hill
1: i know it's like really bad but like you know when you're in a bad state when you got the fans there like hitting like the metal like pots and stuff and it was driving me insane i was just like please stop banging i got a headache and everything stop banging but like it was great because they were like come on you can do it i was like not the 20k to run yeah <laughs> but, uh, so it's, uh, it is absolutely amazing though like it's but i i think i will do it one more day like one more maybe like two years time or something like that. Yeah. Because um, I did learn a lot from the day. Like there's a lot of different things I would have done, but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. And, and as long as you finish, that's all that matters, really.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Everyone gets the same medal at the end of it, do not they? Yeah. yeah. So what about, what about you? Uh, give give us a rundown on your race last year.
3: So uh, as I've already chatted about the swim, the swim, you know, I was really thrilled with. I got into... I got into transition and I sort of sat down and started chatting to the woman next to me (laughs) before I quickly realized, oh my God, I've got to get going again. (laughs) uh, So um, out on the bike, bike isn't my strength at all. Um, And all all my worries came true. I had mechanical issues. I foolishly had a new chain put on a few days before thinking, well, at least it's got a new chain now, but it was too, is it too slack? So yeah the chain just kept coming off and so I was spending most of my time on the side of the road, putting my chain back on. And that happened. When I looked back over my Strava, I lost an hour stationary in oh, just bloody, yeah. pain issues. So that was a bit of a nightmare. Um, and I just found it really sort of a really lonely day. Mm. You know, I, I, I think I was out on the bike for eight and a half hours. I was I was sailing close to off for the bike, <laughs> let's put it like that. Um, but I was just like, God, you know, I can't, I can't do this loneliness. Um, yeah. And then it was the second time up Wiseman's. Um, I fell off, and uh, I was just going so slow. I realised, oh God, I'm stationary and clunk. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. It was just bizarre because an Umpa Lumper arrived and put a banana in my mouth. <laughs> I honestly thought I'd passed out. But it was just, there was Umpa Lumpers in the woods dressed up, all the supporters. And they were just like trying to feed me. And <laughs> I'm going, I don't even want a banana. <laughs> um, and obviously then I was too far up the hill to even try and get back on the bike. So I had to walk up the rest.
2: It doesn't, um, it doesn't even sound true.
3: It doesn't sound. <laughs> I, I do feel like a liar. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but I did. And there was a lovely guy who sort of came out and dusted off, you know, some of the blood and everything. And he was like, you're fine. You, you've still got your teeth. <laughs> you keep going. Um, because I find Wiseman's 300 times harder than St. Bride's. You know, yeah. I, I really do. And I struggled on, on that second lap. And then when I got to St. Bride's, I was fine again. Yeah, good. Um, but yeah, and then so I think you know, as I saw that there was less cyclists out, I was thinking actually I'm not even going to make the cut off here. This is and my Garmin had switched off at angle on the first lap. <laughs> I had no idea of time concept. I had nothing. Um, so was I just
2: was, thought, was that was that a, like a, a, a like an, an accident or did you not charge it or was no, it I, no? It
3: it was still it was still ticking over. So I knew my overall time, but I think I just ah. hadn't turned it off from swim. <laughs> so, ah,
2: right, okay, I got
3: but, but then later on on Strava, it was like recorded, it was recorded from Mangle, and then it was like nothing. Ah, okay. um, so it was just a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and so when I got back into, um, coming back into Tenby, and I saw my husband Gareth and the children, I just sort of shouted, have I made it? <laughs> he was like, yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> I know. So it, and it was, it is, you know, when you're on your first lap and there's many at that point on their fourth, it's just a battle of, you know, a mental battle. And isn't it? Oh my God, I'm on my first lap and everyone's finishing. Um, So I think my overall time was 16 or four. I do, you know, I did want to do it in 15 and then, or under. um, And I, and in my head, I always think, well, if I hadn't lost that hour on the bike, you know, then maybe I, I would have been, I would have done it. But um, when I was, I remember one point I was walking on the run and my son, he's, he's 16. Um, and he said, and he just came from nowhere in the, in the dark. And he said, mom, what are you walking for? And I said, don't even talk to me. Lucky <laughs> said, said, I haven't lost my mom for for the last year for you to walk. And I was like, But he's right because you don't realize how time consuming your training is and how how much less you do with the family. You know, Gareth had to take over all the bedtimes because I was swimming and, you know, he took over everything. And, you know, for him to come, I think it was like lap two or three and say, How dare you walk? You've just taken a year out of my life. (laughs) And, um, And it was the kick I needed, I think, to just. Um, take the the rest of the drugs I had in my bum bag, <laughs> <laughs> I broke in and everything else, and just try and get back in. But, um and the support you know, the support from the Timworks was great because on each lap I just got to see Simon in more of a messed up state. <laughs> the comedy value of that kept me going as well. <laughs> it's, it's
2: amazing just listening to your kind of like experience though, because like it does sound like that. I mean, I don't know whether Andy and Nick would agree, but like some of your comments, like I do think you're being like quite hard on yourself as well in, no. in, in, in terms of like, um, you know, when, when you say everyone's, you know, doing doing their their last lap. I mean, there's, there's so many people on the course. Like I watched it, watch it all last year from literally from the, first, the minute go until the last person crossed the finish line. And I watched you coming across the finish line. And there's literally still hundreds of people on the course. Yeah.
3: We um, so, just don't see
2: it though, I, I I I know, but but that's that like the what, what you've seen, I don't think, is like the reality either. Um yeah. and and maybe, you know, because you mentioned as well like going into transition and you see everybody is in like amazing shape. I mean when, when when you're watching it you don't see that. <laughs> like if, if anything, it's like a little bit more the opposite, I would say, which actually becomes really inspiring. Yeah. You see like normal looking people doing an iron man and it makes you think, oh my God, like I can I can do that. <laughs> but um but yeah it's just quite interesting listening to that.
3: Yeah. But that night then when we did finish, I think the biggest disappointment for me was one slice of pizza, because I just
1: that <laughs> yeah. didn't even
3: touch the side, so that was a big, a big issue for me. And then I thought, well, it's okay. We're in Tenby, I'll go and get food. And everywhere's shut. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember going back to our room. I think we had the last hotel room in Tenby, so it was two single beds. So I got into bed with a two-year-old between my legs. <laughs> And like my whole body was cramped and stiff, and I couldn't even move because there was a two-year-old sleeping top and tail with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like some form of Japanese torture.
2: <laughs> I bet your breakfast morning. was uh, was huge the next morning, was it?
3: Well, you just nobody, nobody could walk. You could, you could all laugh at each other. But the biggest issue for me was driving home because yeah. I kept thinking if I have to do an emergency stop. I'm not convinced I will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You'll be able to get your leg from the accelerator onto the yeah. brake.
3: <laughs> oh, I know. That's cool. So, yeah, there's lo- lots of brilliant, you know, brilliant memories um, from a total one-off for me. So. Yeah.
2: And is it, are, are you definitely not going to do another one?
3: Um, I, I say no, because it was for my 40th, and I don't yeah. want anything to dilute what I did yeah. for my 40th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then I'd never do Tenby again. I've ticked that one off now. If anything, perhaps I'd look at a nine-man abroad or a half abroad or something like that.
2: Yeah, nice. Nice. But your triathlon career is not over?
3: No, no, I I got involved with the army a little bit as well. So they Ah, take me off to um, Lanzarote every January for the training camp. I've done that twice with them now. I'm completely out of my depth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah that's been good as well so um, no I'm still gonna stay involved I'm definitely not fast enough for a sprint but um, I'm happy to join in little relay teams here and there
2: <laughs> and you know sir you know if you like looking back on your event last year what would you what would you do different if you if you were doing it next year like in terms of preparing yourself what would you do differently
3: uh, base fitness I would I would have a good base fitness that isn't based on the, on the three disciplines. Mm. You know, I'd get in the gym. I would be doing a bit of, um, you know, weights and things like that and have a really good solid core.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and I think it's too easy in, in triathlon just to stick to swimming, cycling and running. And and Mm. there's so much more to it. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: you know, towards the end when I had the knee injury, I was doing quite a lot of yoga and I, and I did find that that did improve my my swim position and things like that and, and flexibility but yeah so base fitness i would say um and i think now anyone going into it next year has got no excuse yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm base fitness. yeah
2: exactly it's, it's quite it's quite interesting where a lot of people like seem to skip the base phase of training and I, I was speaking to uh, the guy who coaches me, Dan Farmer, the other day. And we were talking about base training. And what he said to me, it just stuck with me. And I, I think what he said is so is so brilliant. It's kind of like base fe- uh, training is preparing yourself to be able to train. Do you know? Yeah. So actually like preparing your body so you can actually train for an Ironman. Not just, you know, rocking up in March and giving yourself, you know, four, five, six months to train. Um and you know by the time you get to that kind of you know august time where you're starting to taper you know if you if you haven't got a good base fitness in you know in during the winter you're going to be so fragile and probably the closest you're going to come to becoming injured so i i i agree with you 100 percent there about base fitness i think it's super super important and that's one thing for me this winter i want to absolutely nail through the winter I want to get as many green boxes as I can on Training Peaks. <laughs> <I have to. laughs> You're doing well so far, Tom. I'm, Too I'm, I'm, ge- I'm getting in for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just on that as well. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is when I got into triathlon, obviously I didn't know anything, yeah. and I, I asked, I was asking people, oh, "What do you do? What training plan do you follow?" And everyone was telling me, "Oh, the Fink plan. You got to join, uh, get on the Fink plan and stuff." Uh, and just looking back, it's like it's okay, but like t- things have moved on since the mm-hmm. think book. Um, and uh, Andy actually gave me the best bit of advice ever. Uh, he told me to get on Trainer Road. Um, and I think that has been the game changer for me last year. Um, yeah. It's It's been so good. And everyone thinks it's for cyclists. But they've also got that little bit of triathlon in there and they you basically can build your own plan on trainer road and it gives you exactly what you need to do in swim bike and run mm. and uh, it's a no-brainer for me like trainer road has made me so much stronger on the bike
2: yeah i i personally i've i've signed up to trainer road as you know um and i I, th- I think by far it's the most superior platform for improving your cycling out of, out of everything and i know it's like very controversial isn't it you know people are like oh you know zwift is way better than trainer road and what was the other one suffer fest or whatever it is yeah. but for, for, for me just like looking at the data and especially that group workout feature where you can literally be like we are now on a zoom call you know cycling and you can see everyone's cadence and their power and you know it's it's, it's fantastic it's, it's absolutely awesome
0: yeah, totally. And yes, yeah, I just gotta say thanks to Andy for putting me on to them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any preview will be welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Love
0: it. I know. Um, I know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark is it from Swansea Vale? Try. Um, yeah, well, on on his podcast when he was on your podcast, or um, he mentioned about Zwift and stuff. Yeah.
2: Uh, Mark think, Barrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah. So I know. I know. There's a place for uh, Zwift. Is yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely a social thing and the race is a good but the only thing i find with the race is it like flogs you because it is yeah. for an hour and if you yeah. do like, two or three races a week you're going to be fatigued and you won't be able to train as much and yeah. that's what i've learned now because i'm reading this book uh 80 20 triathlon hmm. uh, talking about doing uh, like 80 percent of your training at zone one two and then the rest at zone three four and five uh and it just makes sense so i started doing that now as
2: well yeah so, it's it's quite it's quite interesting where like a lot of people say that Zwift is like social, like more social than uh trainer road. But like I, I, I disagree with that on like on two things as well. Like number one, Zwift has got loads of good integrated workouts on there. Like I'd I done one the other day and the workout was really good. Mm. Um but on the other side of it as well, you know, because they use what what what's the app called? Discord, is it is it Discord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. With Zwift. Like, yeah, but
3: that's how I get disqualified then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't I don't think like using Zwift, and this is only my personal opinion, um I don't think it is as social as doing a group ride on trainer road.
0: No, that's
2: true. I I, I, re- I really don't think it is. Um I, I should probably trainer road is more social in that aspect on the group stuff. I, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, you know, with with Zwift you can rock up and you can you know cycle with however many people are there at any time, yeah. um, and I suppose you you have got to you know organize yourself a little bit with a few mates or whatever it is for the trainer road group rides. But I mean, if I do two hours on the turbo, I'm doing a trainer road group workout all day long. Yeah. I
1: think like potentially you'd probably get more out of the trainer road as well, like. For example, like on the weekend I raced with two of my mates and they absolutely battered me. So yeah. like for me, thirty minutes in I was done and I was yeah. like, I can't keep up with the group. I've been dropped out of the group. Those two are pushing like four watts per kilo. I'm mm-hmm. like, shit, I'm struggling with three here. Yeah. And it's like you <laughs> kinda like like you kinda like think, oh it's done then. Like I'll just yeah. easy go around. But if I was on the like the trainer road workout, you know you've got that interval to come up and stuff. So yeah. you all doing the same things, you know. Yeah, you might be pushing higher wattage and stuff, but you all got your own little targets but at the same time, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
2: exactly. So I can see that,
1: but I can also see, like, don't get me like a Swift race. Like, if you can get into a good Swift race and give it balls out, it's, it's a great workout. And if okay. you are, like, time-sensitive, like, 40-minute race sometimes once a week is great. Yeah. You know, but, you know, everything's got a place in it, you know. It's just mm. whatever suits, I suppose.
2: Yeah, exactly exactly
0: so,
1: so,
2: the, the
0: only other good thing as well uh, with training road which helped me last year was uh, well this year training was the outdoor workouts
2: Yeah,
0: you can actually download the training road workout onto your Garmin um, and I got a power meter and I will say the best thing I've ever bought power meter It's because mm. you know what the numbers are on the road and you know exactly what you need to do and things and you can just basically download the workout onto your Garmin and you've done a two hour outside workout and it's structured instead of just plodding
2: along doing whatever you know? yeah yeah I, I i've not really used that outdoor feature that much but I've, I've used it a few times and it definitely when you come back in you definitely feel like that you've achieved something yeah. rather than you know just going out for a you know a couple of hour plod or whatever it is which you know has, has got its place as well in terms of yeah. training you know um but, but yes uh, all all these different things for, for somebody who's never done a triathlon or an ironman it, it might not mean that much to them, but um, you know, on reflection, you can definitely kind of pick the bones out of the best bits of all of this software, can't you? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: What what would you do differently, Nick? If you were, well, what are you doing differently? You know, for next year compared to when you when you first denied your man in 2018.
0: Yeah, well, I'm um actually well, I've started already, and I started like last year was um uh, experimenting with nutrition mm. while I'm training. So the t- wind is a tick. And I've started eating ham and cheese toasties on the bike. Uh, and they and they tend to go down quite well as well. So um, <laughs> I'm enjoying that. So my, my, my nutrition is sorted because that's one big thing that let me down in my first one. Um, and the other one is, well, it's another two is, the other thing is training, getting a structured plan together. Because uh, I th- I like the accountability of it, uh, mm. where I like to have my calendar. A bit of probably like you, Tom, as well. You've got your calendar and you know what workers you do and just to light them up green for the week and you know you've done a good job um and because like i said things have moved on since the think era and uh Trainer roads uh training plan this year was amazing i followed it and i felt really 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 fit on it so that was good and the other last bit is not to take it so serious yeah on on the day if you have a tie if you have a blow up on your tyre or anything like that it is what it is you can't do anything about it so just yeah. a, a, a smile on your face yeah. I think that's what it's all about. It's uh not always trying to get the best times and all this other stuff. I am aiming to beat my time last year, but if I don't, I'm not really bothered because I am in itself is a huge, huge achievement. Yeah. So uh,
2: not many people do it. So Yeah, nice. Nice. You know, like touching on the nutrition side of things, Nick, you know you said can...